AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. You're tuned in to the Gangster Chronicles with James McDonald, Reggie Wright Jr., and Alex Alonzo on the Digital Soapbox Network. I have a material witness on an aggravated battery uh, with a handgun, and uh, they believe uh, this might be in retaliation uh, to her testimony. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Gangster Chronicles. On this episode, me and James had the honor and the privilege of sitting down with the legendary Warren G out of Long Beach. Enjoy the show. For the past few episodes, we've been recording everything via Zoom due to the coronavirus practice and social distancing and whatnot. Hopefully you guys are all safe out there. We'll be back in the studio real soon. Appreciate you coming on, taking your time out to uh, talk to us, brother. It's all good, man. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. All the time. How's life? How's life treating you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, just still doing music. Uh, uh, really into the barbecue scene. Uh, with with sauces and rubs. You know, and, uh, just you know, just that's it, man. And just you know, trying to get these kids right, and make sure they do something in life. All yeah. the time. All the time. That's a oh, good yeah. thing. But I want oh. some of that barbecue sauce, man. I get it. I got you. 
Uh, yeah, I got okay, you. Okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a barbecue this this summer. I want to try it. Yes, indeed. I don't, yes, I don't indeed. do hot stuff though. Okay, I, don't I do got that a, hot shit. I got I got an original. I got I got I got the old. I call it the OG sauce. I have a OG smoky, but the, like you said, you don't like it. And then I got an OG spicy, but I ain't. I'll send it anyway, just in case you got people that like the spicy, uh, the spicy sauce. Oh yeah, I and then I'm gonna send two rubs. I don't like the two rubs, the uh, beef rub, and the, uh, and I got a, a rub that you could use on chicken, uh, pork, fish. Uh, it's they good, man. I, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. How you? How, I know a couple of people that make their own hot sauce. How you get into that, man? How did you just just say one day you want to make some sauce and? Uh, how you well, get into you, that? You uh, well, my dad, he uh, he uh, he was a cook in the Navy, and uh, he used to cook and box in the Navy, and, and uh, all he did was cook, you know, for us. So he used to make sauces and stuff. So I just used to watch what he do and i just start trying it myself you know starting off with the ketchup way but i i got i put a twist in the, uh, my sauce that i have now it's got a little bit of a different twist and ain't too too tomatoey but it's this it's nice i'm telling you you're gonna be like god damn this shit good <laughs> oh yeah i'm ready for it i'm ready to try it you see i'm seeing my wife uh, but my but my dad uh i learned from just watching my dad man and just you know, just started, you know, mixing, trying different flavors out. And uh, I'm like, shit, I barbecue all the time. I've been doing it for so long. Everybody like, Warren, you need to open a barbecue shop or get your own sauces and rubs and stuff. So I did it. And it's and it's, it's, it's pretty good. I'm, I'm happy about that, man. Especially what's going on right now. We can't do shows. So I jump and buy other business. <laughs> Well, I wish I had some. I, I I could dip and dab in some at this time, but yeah, man, well, I you just did. Sit back and, yeah, this and is relax. dope right here. Here you go. So, Warren, speaking of Long Beach, man, let's go back to the beginning, right? Uh huh. You was always known, man. It was a record store, man, called Velvet Underground in North Long Beach, right? Uh huh. There was an old white guy that they always tell me, man, there's a dude in here, man, that be buying, you know, getting all, because I was going there getting albums to get the samples and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So I was hearing about you, like, before it even, you know, all popped off, man. Let's go back to the beginning. Snoop was originally your artist, huh? Well, we was a group. Uh, uh, we was, we started out, our name was Three the Hard Way, but then once we, uh, we, we when we this one we was like we was on the spot back then, and uh, <clears throat> we was on the spot you know serving and, and we were still trying to do the music, and uh, so we named ourselves two one three, uh, the Erica because we was listening to uh, four. I'm, I'm high by the way, y'all don't don't mind me. I'm, I just smoke. It's all good. But so but we was listening to four one five, and uh, at that time, we was like shoot. Well let's let's represent two one three, which was. Our area, which is Long Beach, Compton, Watts, LA, you know, we let's let's rep our area. And mm -hmm. uh that uh that that's that's I mean I'm that's just where 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 things started. Uh but we was always a group, man. I he wasn't my artist. I was just trying to push to to for us to get known, you know, for somebody to sign us. Mm -hmm. 
you know, so that's that was my whole thing. I was just pushing to the max, just just trying to make it happen for us. No, I just wanted to know how you how you uh, wind up at Death Row Doors with Snoop. Well, um, that started um, well. We was um, at that time we had we had put had a a, a, a mixtape out called Long Beach is a Motherfucker. And uh, what we did is uh, we were just passing it out all around the neighborhoods and everywhere, from all with LA, Compton, Washington, everybody that knew us. And uh, we, I mean, we just was pushing. We was at the uh, Toe Jam. <laughs> you remember, I don't know if you remember the Toe Jam uh, still, downtown. Yeah, I remember that. Roger, Roger, uh, Roger, uh, God damn it, Roger! What that used to be at the Uncle Jam's Army? He was the one who was the promoter. Yeah, yeah Roger Clayton. Roger Clayton. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> we just we used to be pushing, you know, through the Toe Jam and just everywhere, the little clubs and stuff. And uh, me, I had uh, I hadn't talked to that nigga. Well, I hadn't talked to Dre in a a long time. So I hit him, and I was like, man. You know, what's up? You know, I want to see you, man. I want to link up with you. So he's like, well, come up here. My boy L.A. Dre is having a bachelor party so you could come. So I was like, shit, okay. So me, one of my buddies, his name is Rod. And uh, who else was it? It was me and Rod. It was me and Rod. We went up there, and uh, they was playing music, and – uh. They ran out of stuff to play, so they was start, starting to play stuff again. So I told L.A. Dre, I was like, look, man, let me pop this tape in, you know, just to play the music for you guys to see how they like it. So I popped the tape in and played it, and there was a song that we had uh, called Long Beach is a Motherfucker. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, L.A. Dre was like, who was that? And I was like, that's uh, me and my buddy Snoop and Nate Dog." And uh, so he was like, hey, Dre, yeah, listen to this, listen to this. So Dre came over, he listened, and he was like, who was that? And I was like, that's me, my homeboy Snoop, and my homeboy Nate Dog." So he was like, man, that's dope. He was like, y'all come up to the studio on Monday. So I was charged up. I was like, because I, had, I, didn't, I, didn't I hadn't seen Dre and I don't know how long. It was a really long time. And uh, so I was charged up. You know, I was charged up, so I went back down to Long Beach, and uh, me and Snoop had kind of bumped heads, so we wasn't really, we wasn't really like uh, talking at that time. And he had some other dudes in his ear and stuff, trying to like kind of break us up. So I called Snoop and I told him I was like, "Look, man, Dre heard our music. He wants to come to the studio on Monday," and uh, and uh. uh Snoop was like, nigga, fuck that shit. And then he hung the phone up on me. And uh, so I called him back and I was like, Snoop, please, man, just listen. Just let me call, let me call him on the three-way and let him tell you that he wants to come up on the, to the studio on Monday. So I called on the three-way. I was like, Dre, I got Snoop on the phone. Can you tell him that you want us to come to the studio on Monday? He said, yeah, y'all come up to the studio on Monday and we're going to do some music. And after that, uh, we had started chilling, you know, kicking it again, cause we had, we was at it a little bit. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, I was pissed off. 
you know, because there was other dudes in his ear trying to trying to break our relationship ship up between me, him, and they. So, shit, we uh we went up to the studio uh, that Monday. My my buddy Rump, he uh we jumped in his raggedy ass car where we had to take the street all the way up to Hollywood, up to Solar Records. We took the, the street <laughs> and uh. Every light, you know how you niggas used to have the cars, you drive it, eh, and you get to the light and you gotta put the motherfucking in a park to keep hand. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit MortonBuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit MortonBuildings.com to get started today. So we did that all the way up to Solar Records. And uh, we got up in there and uh, 
you know, we was in there just chilling with Dre and he, he uh Snoop played the song he had called Gangsta's Life. And uh so Dre heard it, he was like, That shit is dope. But he said, Let me redo the beat. So what he did is he redid that uh the hold hold on to your love. You got yeah. to hold on. Yeah. He redid that that beat. Boom, 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 boom. He had Snoop bust that gangster life to it. Oh, yeah. that motherfucker was hard. And uh, from that point on, that's when we just started. And Dre was like, "Y'all come live with me." And I was like, "Shit, all right, shit." And, and I, we was like, "Shit, to get out the hood and, and not have to be around the bullshit no more." We out. <laughs> so we went and stayed with him. Right, right. And uh, you know, that was like after that, that's when uh uh Dre, DLC, and Suge, they was they was all that was that was when they was called uh it wasn't Death Row yet, it was uh God damn it, what was the name of the uh I'm gonna tell you Future Shock. That <laughs> it was Future Shock. And uh, uh, Dre played the gangster's life. He played it for Doc and Suge, and they was like, "Shit, this is this the one. This nigga hard." And uh, from that point on, all we did was just we just we was working, man. And uh, um, one day Dre came and was like, he t was like hollering at Snoop, like, "Look, man, I got the soundtrack. I want to do a song with you." Uh, 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 deep cover. So the nigga did the beat right in the house. Boom, 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 boom. And then Snoop and uh, Snoop and Dre and, and RBX got busy. They wrote that motherfucker, nailed it. That shit was dope. <laughs> Hold on, let me go back. So, you know, so why uh, you didn't? Why you didn't? Why you didn't get on it? Why you didn't get on it? They that? didn't. They didn't look at me like a as as far as like a. Uh, as the uh, as an artist, I was more of like the DJ, but I still was a I was an artist too. But Dre didn't know that I was that vicious as far as like on the artist side. But they didn't they looked at me more as like a, a DJ, and then, and I that's what my pretty much what my role was at that time. But I was like, shit, I can't just be no motherfucking DJ. I got to do more. So <laughs> Dre was like, shit. He he was like, I said, show me how to do the uh. You know, show me how to work the MPC 60. So he showed me that shit like right there. We was in his little studio. He showed me. And I just started sampling records and started, you know, learning how to put drums to them. And then I started watching him and what he did as far as using live instrumentation and stuff like that. And, and guitars and all, you know, basses and, and the drums and shit like that. So I was like, God damn. So I picked up on that, you know, and then I, but I, I did it in my, my, my way as far as like the G funk way, which is more as like, like I said in the song, chords, strings, we brings right. melody, like a good feeling, you know. I, I like to feel good, not, not to be too hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, and I just picked it up from there, and from there I just started producing shit. I, I, uh, I started helping with. That's when, okay, after they did Deep Cover, then not too long, that shit that blew up, that Deep Cover, them niggas from everywhere was like, God damn, this is the big, it was like the biggest shit in the world, like, and uh, uh, 
So we was like, shit, Dre was like, I want to do an album, but we got to figure out, you know, what to call it. And shit, we was in the studio just smoking, you know, we, you know, we always used to talk about we need some more chronic and this, that, and this. And this white dude is the one who gave us that, like the chronic, we started, because he had some weed, he called it hydrochronic, hydroponic. So we started calling it chronic. And from right there, he was like, damn, the chronic, you know, and, and, and that's what we started calling the bud, the chronic. And, uh, and that's when we started, we started working on the chronic. And what I used to do is I would go to, uh, it was a record store called As the World Turned. I would go there and I got, I grabbed all of the samples that we, damn, I'll say about 98% of the records that we used on the chronic, I grabbed them from that store called as the world turned dre would give me like 300 dollars. like nigga go get some records and i'll take off and i'll go get the records and then i would go and listen to them and i would find different pieces different samples like the uh like the uh the dolomite records i bought all of those dolomite records i the uh the part on the on there we go uh Doom, 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 doom. Break them off some. Break them off. I did that. Uh, that was a sample that was on the, the same record as the, I forgot the name of that group. Da, da, make the world go round. It's on that same record, but it's a little bitty strip at the end of the album. And it had that doom, 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 doom. I did the, uh, the skit. Uh, the one skit that he had, well, you really don't understand, don't you? In order this thing to work, we got get a, you know all the little skits and stuff. Yeah. I did the phone call, right? The, uh, the skit, the phone call skit where I called the girl, the D's nuts, D's yeah. nuts. That's me. I did the whole that whole. <laughs> I did a bunch of stuff, but I, you know, it was all of us together. You know what I mean? All of our ideas together. I was just adding in and bringing shit to the table, just trying to be down, you know, just trying to be down and, and, and win. And- uh, But you never signed to Death Row though. Why you didn't go to Death Row? Shit, they wasn't fucking with me. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they gotta they be fucking with you. With I me. mean, you was doing your thing. Well, after, when they saw well, you doing your thing, they still didn't? Man, that was after I don't know what the fuck was going on. I was like, shit, these niggas don't give a fuck. They ain't fucking with me, shit. So I was like, fuck this shit. I gotta go. And so I just bounced. And uh, hey, so I, was down, I, I was down like I was death row to the fullest. I ain't gonna lie. Everywhere we went, we went like shit. We went. I remember we used to go to that club. All of us, me, Snoop, Sugar, all every all of us. We we go to the club and uh uh at the world. So one day we went to the club and, and these dudes were sitting in the car right in front of the club. Under the under the little parking structure. And the motherfucker say, uh, uh, fuck, uh, he I think he said, fuck death row. So Drayden looked at the nigga, Drayden Sheldon looked at the nigga, so they kept walking. So when they walked past, I stopped, I asked him what he said, and he said, fuck that, and I fired on him. Fire! Knocked that motherfucker chin up, but I didn't see his homeboy standing right there. That nigga socked the shit out my ass. I ain't gonna lie, I got, I, he ain't knocked me out, but he socked the shit out my ass. 
And then after that, Dre, shit, everybody, we all star squad. We beat the dog shit out the niggas. Everywhere we went, I was like, shit, I'm taking up. Fuck it. Nigga, I'm taking, I was death row to the foot. Right. I was mad. But they, what hurt me is that they wasn't fucking with me. So I was like, damn, I didn't did all of this shit and, and been helping out and just, you know, and I was just crushed because they just, they wasn't fucking with me. You know, I call, I was in the county jail. I called like, man, I said, sure, you gonna bail me out? I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna bail you out. I'm gonna bail you out. I didn't get out there. <laughs> I was like, God damn. So he never bailed me out. A lot of people I'm like, don't God know. damn, man. Huh? Yeah, but it, it for a lot of people don't know Dre, your brother, right? Yeah, that's my stepbrother. Yeah, yeah. My dad. Uh, okay, so Dre didn't come to your rescue. Man, I, yeah. you know, I, he what? Suge was the boss. <laughs> uh, I called. I called into the. No, nah, I think if, 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 if Dre would have said, "Go get him." He'd have had to go get you. Well, you know, uh, James, I, I don't know, man. I, I can't call it. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I don't know, man. Hey, hey, Warren, let me ask you this. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, let me ask you this, bro. Just going back to all that. So you go through this thing, man, where y'all mashing and y'all putting together a classic album, man. Uh-huh. What happened? At what point did you start working with... Uh, is is that when you went and hooked up and did the endo smoke and all that stuff, man? That was after I left. So that was after you left, right? So that's when you went and hooked yeah. up. What was the what, what was that right? I, I tried to get Grimm signed over there at Death Row. So you tried to get Mr. Grimm signed in, signed up? Yes, indeed. I tried to I tried to get Grimm signed. We we actually did a record that uh the little ghetto boy sample. Mm -hmm. Me and Graham had done that record before that, and then Dre was like, shit, I'm gonna redo that motherfucker. So he redid the little ghetto boy sample. He redid it again and, and, and did the uh put them drums on that motherfucker and then and, and, and them wrote them live rolls and shit. And that shit was that shit was out of this world. I was like, that shit is dope. Ours was hard too though. But that's great. Like man. I said, man, I I was I was just I was just, I was death rolled out. Shit, I was mashing with whatever, whatever we got to do to win, to blow this company up. That's what I was on is, is musically. I was just, just trying to do whatever I could. You know, I didn't care. I didn't, wasn't, didn't care about no paperwork or nothing back then because I didn't know nothing about that stuff. So I was just doing whatever. <clears throat> wow, that's crazy, man. So let, let's, let's go back to this point now, man. So you and uh -huh. Mr. Grimm is working together. That uh -huh. uh, you know, endo smoke is taking off and everything else like that. Yeah, and you wind up at. I'm pretty sure you was the hottest free agent on the market because you had just came yeah, from this whole thing. You know, they changed <laughs> the thing, so you probably wound up even better off in hindsight looking back at it, man. Yeah, because you got the benefit of going through boot camp with one of the hottest labels at the time, man. So yeah. Tell me this, man. Who was it besides Def Jam that was after your services, man? Because I'm pretty sure they was all lined up. Was like, man, they not messing with it you. It was What's everybody, up? man. It was Def Jam. It was uh, it was Sony. Uh, uh, I forgot the label that Too Short was on that label back. It was, but they threw Atlantic. Uh, it, it was every like, uh, uh, God damn, what's the name? It every label like in the 
that that you know of. They was all that uh, epic. Everybody. I I say this is totally different from from what I'm used to, and just doing yeah. this and then you know talking to other people and then enlightening people at the same time on yeah. what you don't have to do or you don't have to grow up a certain kind of way. Yeah, you can be successful in anything you do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's yes, something indeed. that's totally different from my aspect. And, yeah, well, you know, I just appreciate I'm able to talk and then, yeah. you know, get to a point where I'm at now. And it's, yeah. it's cool. And, yeah, you know, you know, talking to somebody, you know, such as you that been out there and did it because I try to enlighten these youngsters. No matter yeah. how you used to get down, you can come out of yeah. that. You can yeah. come out of yeah, that. For real. And yes, indeed. Every story we do, every story we do, we enlighten somebody on, damn, I ain't got to be like that no more. I can do yeah. this. Yeah. So there is positivity if if you get your shit together. You you can yeah. make it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I know that's, exactly that's what you're saying. That's why I'm good Yes, indeed. Uh, and so it, it, fixed, it fixed a lot of shit because, you know, like, uh, you know, some people might think, you know, just because of death row that that I could be mad at at, at Warren, I could I'm mad at Snoop. Yeah. I, I don't have I never like really hung around like that. I was the yeah. one that that's not my kind of thing being around right. superstars and shit. Yeah. My job yeah. was to be a bodyguard. Like, oh yeah. Like being there for Snoop at his trial. My yeah. only yes, job great. was to keep the riff raff away so don't nobody fuck with him. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So yes, indeed. I did my thing that way. All the other shit, I didn't. I didn't have time for that other shit. I didn't have time. Yeah. To be a part of the arguing with the artists or socializing and getting down like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I just had a job, and I, I just did my job. Yes, so, indeed. You know, people say you're mad at one. I don't have a reason to be mad at Warren G. Me and Warren yeah. G ain't never hung out and kicked it to have an argument. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> so, no, I, I don't yeah. have a problem with that. Brother. Yeah. No, why would I have a problem? Hey, well, we got to ride. I got a CBO street glide. We got to dip one time, man. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a road king, man. I be on that oh, motherfucker. Yeah. I be all over the place. I'm getting oh, the work yeah. on. So, oh, man, yeah. man, I'll be out there. Oh, I'll yeah. I'll be out there. Yeah, I'll be, you know, I'll I be did the motorcycle thing. But, right, right. Hey, 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 Warren, so. hey, I'm AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a, a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit mortonbuildings.com and start your construction process. 
With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. My outlaw, though, I ain't doing no motorcycle clubs. I just do ride this on my own. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they didn't try to get me to it's, join. It's not I'm a like, bad man, thing, I can't though. do all that dude shit and all that meeting. I can't do that. <laughs> no, you don't want to do that either. You don't, hey, want, to, you don't, no. you don't want to. <laughs> oh, yeah. But hey, me, me so, and so Norm about to start us something, so. Yeah. Yeah, we about ahead, to do Norm. a, um, yeah, we about to do a Gangster Chronicles, um, a bike club. Oh, Just something that's real cool. Yeah, yeah, we about to do a, you know, a, a bike set, man, for the Gangster Chronicles. And it's gonna be something cool, man, that we gonna have the homies in. Like, you know, we gonna get crazy bone, get, you know, crazy bone, get a bike, yuck mouth, go get a bike. You know what I'm saying? We gonna get something yeah. that's just more, a little bit more just like, you know, upper X line. I'm not saying nothing wrong with the other stuff, but something that's a little departure to where we have yeah. the parties and stuff. You know, if you got you a three wheeler, you can come on. If you, you know, whatever yeah. you got, just come on. And it's gonna be more for the social club aspect of it. But one, yeah. these fans kill me. If I'm part too much for the music, I'm going to get a million emails like, you had them on there, you cut them off from this and that. Let's go back to that. Let's go back to that time, man, we talked about now. So you with Mr. Grimm, y'all uh-huh. doing y'all thing, man. Was that before you had a deal? Was that something that y'all used to get independently and people started just yeah. attaching themselves to it? <laughs> yeah, that that was independent. But what, what happened was I was actually in a session with, with Snoop and Dre. That's when they was doing a... Uh, uh, I think it's the uh, the Snoop Doggy Dog and John Singleton and, and uh, Paul Stewart was up there listening to records from Dre and, them and Snoop and them to to put on the uh, uh, to put on the uh, uh, Poetic Justice soundtrack. So I was like, I told Paul Stewart, I was like, man, I got a song that that can I play for you. Uh, to listen to that that could possibly go on the soundtrack. So I played, and we went to the car, sat in the car, I played Indo Smoke. It played for like maybe 30 seconds. He said, stop. And I said, well, what's wrong? He said, just stop. Can I, can I keep this tape? I said, yeah. And he, he kept it. He said, give me your number. And uh, so I gave him my number, <laughs> gave him my pager number, <laughs> my number and my pager number. So he hit me probably like maybe three or four days days later, and he was like, man, we want this to be our first single for the Poetic Justice soundtrack. And I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. 
actually, you know what? That that was my that was my actually my first as an artist. That was my first time ever being on wax, like as a as an artist. But before that, I had uh I worked with Pot and uh MC Bree. Uh mm-hmm. it was a dude named Rodney G who was managing MC Bree. And he had he had uh he was with he was DLC partner. And so he hit me, he was like, cause Doc knew I I was get I was vicious with the production. So Doc turned Rodney G on to me and Rodney G hit me like he said, Warren, uh I, I'm doing this uh MC Breed album and I, and I was like shit MC Breed that I love MC Breed his music is dope so he said I want you to do a record for him and Tupac and I had already met Tupac from when I from doing the uh actually no this this be I, I'm I gotta go back I'm going back again so it it was Pac and, and uh Breed so he's like I need you to do this song for Tupac and Breed and that's when I produced the uh you gotta get yours. I gotta get mine. Mm-hmm. You gotta get yours. I gotta get mine. And uh, after that, uh, I I ended up doing Breeze's whole album after that. Uh, and then from there, damn, I, I know I'm rambling, y'all, going to different. No, areas. you good. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get it all in, like go back and then get back to where we were. Uh, so that that uh uh. Like I said, that that had opened me up to uh, my first production. You know, that was really with some real artists. Was you know, Tupac and Breed gave me a shot to do it. You know, they they like set it off for me on the production tip. And then, you know, going back to the the the, the Party Justice uh, when when I said Paul Stewart called me, he said that uh, uh, this is gonna be your, our first single for the Poet and Just the soundtrack. And uh and so I was like, that's dope. So they I got paid, had a little bit of money. It wasn't a whole lot. Uh and then Tupac called me. He was like, he said, uh uh, I'm working on this this album called Thug Life. He said, You got some beats for me. So I said, Yeah. I said, he, so but okay, wait, 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 you know what? This is, let me let me go back again. Let me rewind it. I did end up smoke, but I was still. I, I had a little bit of money. I got to rewind. I had a little bit of money, and I was I was uh I was living with my sister at, off on Chestnut. I was living in my with my sister still in her apartment. I had a, a burgundy rigger with the beat in that motherfucker. So I, I'm in my sister's house. I got a phone call, and I'm like, "Hello," and and uh he was like, "This is Tupac." Uh, I want to. I want. I want you to get out with me on. on a, uh, I'm doing an album called Thug Life, and I want you to get. I didn't believe him, so I was like, "This ain't no fucking Tupac." So I hung up. Bam, and he called <laughs> back again, and it, he was like, more, "He was like, man, this is Tupac. This, that, this, I'm not, you know, this is Tupac." So he said, "Do you got some beats?" And I said, "I was like, is this really Tupac?" I was like, "Yeah." I said, Shh. "I said, hell yeah, I got beats." So he was like, "Uh." He said, I'm going to be at Echo Sound. <clears throat> I, th- I think he said maybe an hour or two hours. He said, I'm, I'm text. I'm going to page you the, uh, the address. So he paged me the address. I grabbed my drum machine, grabbed my record stool in the trunk, hopped in the car, and shot straight up to, uh, it was called Echo Sound uh, in Los Feliz. I shot up there, walked in. It was Tupac. 
And he was like, man, you, you, I'm working on the thug life. He said, do you have a, 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 a song uh, that I could, that, that I could do this song to? And uh, so I was like, hell yeah, I got a gang of beats. So I just started playing different beats. And then he was like, stop, hold up. So he started asking me stuff like, like what's going on with you and this, that, and this. So I started, we, we got into a whole, like, I started just telling him all kind of shit, how fucked up I was feeling as far as not being able to be with Snoop and Dre and them and just um, some, you know, I was like, I'm, I'm just hungry. Just So I, everything I talked to him about, he said, now where's the beat at? So when I, I put the beat on, it was that doo 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 And then he just said, my definition of a thug, nigga. So he said, hey, he told the engineer, I, I need to do the hook. I need to do it. So he went and did the hook. Right after he did that shit, I was like, he did that motherfucker and probably it was less than an hour. I was like, what the fuck? I said, this nigga went and wrote this motherfucker. Everything we talked about, he went right in there and rapped the shit on the fucking, uh, on the, on the thing. And it blew me away. And he was like, Warner, you got something for the hook. And so I was like, I, I, I all I could think about was, uh, Roxanne Shante, Roxanne Shante, if it is the season to be serving, now if it, what you doing? My, mobbing like a motherfucker, tears the season to be serving, what you doing? My, mobbing like a motherfucker, that shit was hard than a motherfucker, and, uh, Hell yeah. we, we were sitting in there, we were sitting in there, and, uh, Big Sight came in there, uh, uh, Rated R, uh, Mac 10 and uh, who else was I think it was another cat named Little Sight uh, and uh, they had came and told Tupac that his buddy got shot in Detroit and he immediately said he said Warren do you got a beat another beat for me I'm gonna do a song for about my homeboy in Detroit so him Big Sight and Mac 10 and Rated R they all rapped on the song so I called Nate like Nate I'm up here with Tupac, nigga. He wants you to come sing on the hook. <laughs> so, Nate came up there. I said, he thought I was bullshit too. I was like, hell no. I said, nigga, I'm in the studio with Pac, nigga. Come up. So Nate came up, and then that's when Nate came up, and we did that. How long will they mourn me? I wish it was another. I called him up there, and he came and, and uh, laid the hook down for me, man. It was, that was, you know, like, all of those were like my introduction into to uh uh into the music you know to to like really being a professional in in the music you know and uh that's that's like where it started as far as me getting into the to the music and then then record companies was like shit you know it was tons of they was on me and uh so what i did was when i heard that jeff jam was on me i was like I had to say, wait a minute. I was like, I said, the Beastie Boys. I said, Run DMC, <laughs> Fat Boys. I was just like, LL Cool J. Uh, I was like, Slick Rick. I was like, Shh. I said, now, why should I deal with this company over here or this company over there, that company, when I can deal with them and everybody with that company has been successful? So I was like, shit, I'm right. gonna be dope if the motherfuckers is on me. So I said, I, I'm gonna fuck with Def Jam because they're they're a, a, a hip hop company 
all the way. They ain't like an epic where they got all that R&B stuff and all this jazz. These guys are strictly hip hop. So I was like, fucking, I'm fucking with Def Jam. And uh, they flew me out there, uh, me and the twins. I, I asked the twins to fly with me. I was like, man, y'all fly with me, please. And uh, got me out there. I got a call in the morning. We went to stay at the Embassy Suites. That next morning, I got a call. It was LL Cool J was downstairs to, uh, and he was like, "Man, I want to take you to Queens." So I took one of the twins. I said, "Man, come with me," because I don't know if this motherfucker is real. That's when that's. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but that's when you could sneak a gun on the plane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had yeah. my shit. I had it in my shoe. I got it mm-hmm. up under the plane, so I had my shit. So I, I, I'm like, fuck this. I said, Dwayne, come with me, because this the nigga, some nigga downstairs talking about he LL Cool J. So I'm like, we get down there, and it was that nigga, it was him. I was tweaking. Like, I can't fucking believe LL Cool J that fucking came and picked me up. So he took us through his neighborhood and showed us all kind of shit, took us to the mall, then took us to the house where it all started. He showed us the basement. I had never seen that many clothes and shoes in my life. He had the motherfucking light green Suzuki sidekick, the one he used, and uh, I think it was Brenda got a big old, but he had the same one sitting right outside. I was like, oh my God, I'm in heaven right now. <laughs> That's how they, they did it. They had him come scoop me up, like to welcome me into the family. So I was like, all right, shit, it's all good. But them niggas, I ain't gonna lie, they showed me a lot of love out there, man. You know, but I, I still was like, I'm riding with my folks, you know what I mean? Which was Death Row. I'm still riding with, with Death Row. I'm, I know I'm on the East Coast, but I'm riding with Death Row. And uh, I ain't gonna lie, I swear to God, I, I, I had landed at John Wayne Airport, and I every time we land at John Wayne Airport, we get in the car, first thing we do is turn it on the Hot 97 to see what's playing on the radio. And that's when I heard uh, when Biggie was on the air and all them, it was a bunch of niggas on the air talking about them niggas out here, such, 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 da, 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 video, because I was out there. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I heard this shit. So I'm calling, like, did you hear that shit on the radio? That shit, I said, y'all niggas be careful, man. These niggas tripping. And then that bullshit happened when they was in Brooklyn, like the shit that happened. I was like, I was out there. So I came oh. trying to find, I, they had went to New Jersey. And I came over trying to find them, catch up with them in New Jersey. But by that time, everybody, had, you know, they it was over with niggas getting ready to dip, get back to the house. Yeah. Wow. So let me ask you this, man. You going through the whole transition, man. You got this big deal with Def Jam. And you I just went through all kinds of shit. At any uh, point, did Def Rook, at, at any point, can, can you hear me? Whether you're working from the house or working on your fitness at the gym, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to. Not what your neighbor or your kids are listening to. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping the bank roll in the pair, 
you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. You already know Raycon earbuds started about half the price of any other premium wireless earbud in the market, and that they sound even more amazing than the other top audio brands that you know. The newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are the best ones yet, with six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise isolating fit. Raycon's wireless earbuds are comfortable, perfect for conference calls or benching on podcasts. I even use them when we'll be recording the Gangsta Chronicles. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds... AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a, a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit MortonBuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Because of both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems to distract anyone during video calls. You've heard me talk about how the company was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dogg and Cardi B. They are all obsessed with Raycons. Pick up a pair and see what the hype is all about. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at BuyRaycon.com slash TGC101. That's buyraycon.com slash TGC101 for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash TGC101 and tell them the Gangsta Chronicle sent you. Yeah. At any point, did Death Row kind of trip out a little bit that you had went over there to Def Jam? Did they try to claim you as their artist at any time? Oh, shit, shit was mad than a motherfucker. But it's like you had the chance to sign me. How can yeah, you get mad yeah. when you had the chance to sign me? It's like you can't get mad when you had the chance to sign me. You knew I was ride or die with y'all, rock down to the max. Man, I don't think Chug knew what he actually had. Yeah. You, Snoop, Tupac, just with all of you guys, yeah. man, 
I mean, I don't think he even imagined yeah. he just knew what he really had. He had a gold yeah. mine. Dre, I mean, oh yeah, the way you the way you were, the way Dre was, uh, Snoop, yeah. he had nothing but talent. And yeah. it's like it just all squandered away. Everybody doing yeah. good, but yeah. man, just just where that would have took it. Do you ever think about oh, that? Yeah, if it, I was we, on that road, it would probably would have been different. Oh shit, I don't mean I don't that know. <laughs> Jay, I mean uh it probably would have been it probably would have been I'm I'm pretty sure it would have been cool. You know, everything would have been good. But I don't know if I probably would have blew up as big as I did uh, being over there with Def Jam. But what I did do is I came back to Suge and Dre and I said, I got this song right here. Can I get this on the soundtrack? Which was Above the Rim, which was Regulate, which was the biggest record that sold the whole soundtrack, made that sell almost three million records. And then I took the same song, right. re-released it on my for my solo album, and then it made my record sell four million and almost twelve worldwide. So it, I, so I came, I came back, and I gave that gift back for you know for my you know not not really a gift, but just showing like y'all still my niggas. Like bam, here go regulate, take that on the set. And I ain't shit. They I, did I get broke off for that? Leor and, and Shug probably had to dig, you know, exchange some type of uh, bread. I didn't get a lot. I know that. <laughs> At the time, man. So, 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 so let me ask you, Warren, you going through this whole thing, man, with Def Jam now and everything, and then you start uh -huh. your label off. Cause I, I noticed you was the first one really to kick your label off the ground. You went yeah. back and got the twin, twins and everybody else, man. How did, how did yeah. all that transpire? Uh, I just, they was down with me and, and just, just, I knew that, I knew they had talent. So I was like, shit, I'm, I'm starting to make a name for myself. So I want to help everybody else try to get their name going. The twins made, they made, they, they did their thing. They was, they was, they was, they was, they was, they was doing their thing. The five footers, they was dope. Uh, I mean, everybody I worked with was dope, man. You know, and they all. Got a chance to do their thing, man. The twins got shit up two gold records. Yeah, man, five footers did they 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 shit, they was just the five footers was dope, but they was just just couldn't we couldn't get get them to all agree with each other, you know. So it, it that that kind of got crazy. But them still my girls too, they dope. Um I mean it was just I just took care of everybody. I, they made a lot of money, like, without even having a record out. I took them on tour with me, and everybody made money. Like, I was giving them, you know, made sure they was good. You know what I mean? Let me ask you this, Warren, because I had this the big question everybody want to know. Uh -huh. You, Warren, see the man with all the hits, right? <laughs> how, you know what I'm about to ask you, right? What's up? How come, how come you and Snoop ain't never did no record, man? We did the two one three record. Yeah, y'all did the two one three record, but I'm talking about how come Warren and Snoop ain't never sat down. You know what I'm saying, Warren? The two one three record, that's y'all group record. I'm saying on all them albums that he had, how come Warren and Snoop ain't never sat in and just with a Warren G banger? 
Uh, shit, I, I can't call it still. I mean, you got to ask Snoop that one because, I, I mean, I, I, I'm always, I've always been there for, you know, for him musically, you know, whatever, you know. But it's, it's I, that's something you probably got to ask him. I'm, all, I'm always down to get down with whoever, you know. It don't matter to me. Yeah, yeah because you've been... Because <laughs> you, you've been busy lately, man, and then um, I look up and you come with the single with Young Jeezy, man. How did you hook up with Young Jeezy? When I heard that, I was like, this shit hard as a motherfucker right here. Yeah, uh, it was a different sound than what he normally had. Yeah, one of one of my buddies uh, that's that that's locked up out there in Georgia was was in jail with one of his buddies. Uh, actually, his name Scrap. That one of Jeezy's tight buddies uh, named Scrap. He was he well, he was locked up with another dude that that I know from uh, Atlanta, and uh, well, that's from here. But in jail in Atlanta forever. He ain't never getting out. And uh, but I hope he do. But uh, they tap. He tapped in with Jeezy people. Uh, and told and tapped in with with another one of my buddies, and he calls me. He like, nigga, Jeezy wants you to bring some beats down to his video shoot. I was, I was like, man, I'm not getting ready to fuck with this nigga. I don't even. <laughs> I was like, shit, I'm mm-hmm. cool. Uh, I just did. I wasn't. I didn't have like. I wasn't like motivated to really do a lot. I was just. I don't know. I was just in a different space. I was just tripping a little bit, but I said, fuck it. All right, let me go ahead. So I piled up about maybe 10 or 15 tracks, went up there. Uh, he had a, had, he was sitting in his Bentley. So I went, jumped in the Bentley with him and started playing tracks. And he was just like, I want this track, I want this track, this track, and this track. He picked like about five of them. And uh, shit, I, he said, I'm going to hit you when I do a record. Uh, so he hit me probably like about maybe. My maybe three maybe three weeks after that, uh, he, he called me screaming. Oh, we got a hit, nigga. We got a hit, like just we got a hit, nigga. So I'm like, what's going on, man? What's going on? He said, nigga, that song you gave me, that's a hit, nigga. <laughs> that's gonna be my first single. So I was like, is that right? I was like, congratulations, man. And uh, Kevin Lyles, all of them, they was congratulating me. Um, giving him a, a great single with Neo, and uh, and uh, that's how that record went. That was pro- that was his biggest single ever. Even even though he did that, my president is black. The one that the, the uh, leave you alone is the biggest record he ever had. You know, so that that was it. Felt pretty good just to get back get back in there and and, and give a younger artist some music and it still be just as dope. Like any of these young artists right now, I guarantee you they get up under any of my shit, they shit is gonna change. I ain't just saying the shit because you know, just to, trying to pump myself up, you know, but I, I really make dope music and I, I I would love to hear some of these younger artists. Actually, it's a cat out of Atlanta I did some records with named Block 125. He pretty dope. Uh, that nigga, that nigga was that, he fuck with Rick Ross. That them niggas is that niggas gonna be hard. I, I shot him some bangers. Mm-hmm. Now that's what I that, that's what I wanted to ask you too, Warren. 
you probably, man, is one of the most prolific producers on the West Coast, man. And you got to, and, and you know, you can say that you're the originator of the G-Funk sound. Well, I was turned on to the, the uh, well, the sound, yeah, well, my sound, yeah, the G-Funk era. But I was mm. turned on to, to uh, the G-Funk by 187 and uh, 187 and uh, uh, Laylaw, KMG, 187 KMG, Laylaw, and Gomat, and Total K. Above the law. Yeah. Yeah, they they took me they took me under their wing, uh, back in the NWA days. Um, they was working with Dre in the NWA, and, and I used to go up, you know, just to go sit around at the studio. Just to this was that I knew Shug way back then. I wasn't number like 16, 15, 16 years old, and uh, I used to go up to the studio with them, and uh, we kind of just clicked you know what i mean they used to i used to be clowning a lot talking shit just niggas laughing and shit so we just we clicked and i was kind of like in a situation where i was pretty much homeless and uh 187 them took me in so i went and stayed with them up in colton <clears throat> and uh i lived with them you know for shit for a while maybe it, i don't think it was a year but I lived with them for a while, and you know that G Funk was I was became a part of it because that was they that's what they started. They started the G Funk, but I I started the G Funk era. That's me, you know, as far as my sound. But it's a it's a it's a branch and a part of of the of the the stamp that one eighty seven them put down. Yeah, I'm just a branch of it, but I made it into I made it international. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a whole lot of history right there, man. And um, yeah. we definitely, man, need to have more Warren G in the stratosphere. You know what I mean? It's all good. Right. I got, right. I got, a, I got a record with Ty Dollar Sign that I'm, I'm going to let loose pretty soon, right when this, as soon as things kind of die down a little bit, people are able to move around. I'm going to drop this record I got with Ty Dollar Sign. That's dope. Yeah, man, it's like this coronavirus. So, Warren, I, I, I know down. a whole bunch of, yeah, hold up, no, I, I know a lot of cats out there trying to get into the game. Uh -huh. You willing to work with new artists? I mean, new guys trying to get in the game? I yeah, mean, if, if they, they, if if they, they rag don't. Me, I understand you, you ain't going to fuck with them. No, if they, okay. if they don't, so I how do I, how do I? So, how do I link up with you to hook so you can hear? They music or if 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 you know you say they dope or not, how do I yeah. get them to you? Well, uh, I well I give you my my cell phone and then they can also you can also have them send it you know just send a snip. They ain't even got to send or a lot or or send me their YouTube so I could check out their YouTube. But to G Funk Music Partnerships. Uh, it's on my it's on my profile on my Instagram G Funk Music Partnership partnerships at gmail.com yeah and uh they can they can send music is it, is or just it, a snip the or type of music you're looking for uh whatever's dope you looking like, for i'm 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 whatever is dope whatever's dope i'm down with it you know it don't matter what it is somebody okay. on a guitar singing or, or 
whatever it is, as long as it's dope and it can, <laughs> it, it'll work. Yeah. All right. I mean, I that's, that's what I love I to do. I love to work with different genres, even the hip hop. It don't matter what it is. I'm down with working with anybody. Yeah. I'm a big Jamiroquai okay. fan from you. up out of the UK. And he's a, he's a different type of guy. He's a white dude, but he that motherfucker got soul. Y'all should check him out if you haven't already. Jamiroquai. But he, he's a I'm up on Jamiroquai. Yeah, Jamiroquai is vicious. I ain't gonna lie. His sound is Space Cowboy and all that shit. Oh, my God. That shit is dope as fuck. He one of the dopest motherfuckers, like, from out that out there, from out the UK. Like, he's he's the man from out there. Man, yeah. I don't sample some Jamiroquai records. Right. Yeah, Jamiroquai is dope. Yeah. He's real crazy. But see, man. I'm, I'm a geek, man. I'm, I, you know, I be on some what other shit, man. <laughs> like I be digging into all types of genres, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just a nerd, just staying out the way, and you know, down to help motherfuckers when I can. Yes, indeed. Hey, you, you right, being right. one of the guys. You being one of the guys that's kind of like an um an architect of the sound from out here, man. What do you think the biggest problem is today, man? With not, I, I ain't gonna say a problem because I don't want to be one of them older cats to say everything today is whack. But I hear a lot of stuff that's done wrong and incorrect. Do you think, man, we need to start mentoring these young guys more out here, man? As far as music go, most definitely, most definitely, uh. uh AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a, a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit mortonbuildings.com and start your construction process with superior materials craftsmanship best-in-class warranty morton buildings are made to last for generations at morton the difference is in the details from their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field they are dedicated to surpassing expectations their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years and morton buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
like mustard, he 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 stepped his game up. You know, he used to be one of those uh, producers that wouldn't use just use just the same sound, but I, but he stepped his game up and st- as he grew, he started getting more instrumental and start you know really like making the shit really dope. You know, not that the other shit was whack, but he he just he grew. You know, and and that's how it happens. You know, I was at a I was at a certain stage, and I grew. You know, so it, he 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 grew up, and um, but we definitely got a uh, uh, you know, spit some knowledge to the younger youth. Uh, and I, I mean, I ain't trying to be like the the type of motherfucker that that uh, that's that's like preaching and shit. Cause I like to have fun too. You know, I don't get me wrong, but every song that that the, the a lot of the young artists is doing today is just about stripping, talking about how much dope they selling the the trap and this that and this. But it's I understand that you some of you guys may may be going through that, but we I went through the same shit that they going through, worse, <laughs> way worse than that, and uh, and I chose to to not. I mean, I talk about certain things in my songs, but I, I give a story, but I make it feel good at the same time. A lot of these dudes, just that's all they talk about. Cause I, I understand that's all you know, but try to be different from, be different from that. Talk about it, but do it in a different way, and not just, just wow. I mean, and, and it's it's with the ladies too. I'm, I mean, I'm down with the younger artists. I'm down with the, the young ladies, but these motherfuckers showing all this ass. Like everywhere, I mean, it's that's all you see is just ass everywhere. When one of them motherfuckers take the decision to do one record where they ain't on that shit, shaking their ass and you know doing a strip show for motherfuckers, and they just do uh, maybe like a slight empowerment record for the ladies, that motherfucker gonna change the game, you know? Because then they'll start putting their so so you don't have to be a gangster, huh? <laughs> So you don't have to be a you don't have to be a gangster to make music, Not because at all. everybody think are under the inception. Not at yeah, all. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm trying to say because everybody don't have to be that thug. Yeah. But everybody want to portray the thug to make yeah. because they think that's what sells, and you don't yeah. have to. Yeah, but non non gangsters, uh, everybody gravitate to it because they. Like you said, you just said like you don't have to be a gangster, but if those other people that that make that make it big and go, they went through the same. They they been through that even though they not a gangster. You know what I mean? Like they they right. They they can relate to it, but they ain't banging. But we can relate to because I've been through that. You know I don't bang, but but they love it. I, I it's it's I'm trying to explain this shit, uh, James, but. It's it's a, uh, but they it's this they they uh, it's just being dope and being different, cause everybody whether you a gang banger or not you go through the same shit, like you know motherfucker go through fights being bullied, uh, your homeboys you probably got homeboys that gang banger you don't gang bang but you gonna go through the shit that they going through cause you hang with them, <laughs> you know so it's, right. it's you know it's it's it's, you know, so they, you know, it, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's artists that 
that's huge that's not gangsters. You know, that ain't gangsters. You you could you could you could do shit with I don't I don't think Lil Baby, I don't even think he a gangbanger. I think he just a just a, a nigga that just rapped from North Carolina. You know, but he just he just got a little bit of thug in him. <laughs> He got a whole lot of thug in him. He with it. He got a whole lot of thug in him. Yeah, because yeah, he like to put the hands on that like, 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 I don't gangbang. I don't gangbang. Shit, I don't. I tell all the niggas I don't gangbang. Shit, but they gonna put me in a category because I'm from Long Beach. But I was born and raised around this shit, so evidently people gonna be like, all right. But I don't gangbang. I tell all the niggas I don't gangbang. They know it. Shit. So don't come to me with that bullshit talking about this good day shit. Now I don't gangbang. <clears throat> and I'm not getting ready to gang to right. gangbang. I'm not, I don't do that. Shit. I'm cool. Y'all know me as little warm with the glasses with the tape on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, you know who I used to box? Brucey. Me and Brucey used to box every day. You and Big and Bruce, brother Prentice, and his brother Prentice, Dre be right there. Prentice be right there. Me and Brucey and and uh and uh uh Stank Lee Lee Bisco. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We all used to box every up street. <laughs> yeah, James. Big Bruce was my homeboy, man. That was Big my Bruce dog. NFL. Yeah. yeah, that's my dog. I'm telling you, me and Brucey grew up together. Okay. We lived on the same street. That's great. So, so you lived in Compton for a while. I stayed at my mama sent me to Compton. She said, wow. you got to get up out of here because you're not getting ready to get caught up in this gangbang shit. My sisters, all of the, you know, they they were gangbanging, but they had niggas all at my mama house and shit, and they was niggas were trying to trying to put me, you know, trying to get me involved. I knew all the niggas. But <laughs> she said, you going to Compton to go live with your daddy. So I shot up to Compton. And uh, it was a little different, you know. It was, it was, it was just shit. I, I got up there and the shit. It was the same shit. <laughs> I used to have to fight all yeah. the niggas. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> I was from Norway, yeah. so they was they, it was on my head, you know. And yeah, they, uh, Raynham used to call me Kibbles and Bits. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get him, Kibbles. And I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy, man. So, yeah, cause yeah, yeah. Me and Big Bruce used to have a youth football program together, James. Yeah, yeah. Big Bruce, rest in peace. My dude had a heart yes attack, day. man. Yes, indeed, man. When when Brucey was at when Philadelphia, I was on tour, and them niggas didn't believe that we was dogs. When I got to Philadelphia, I threw a party at the club. I had Brucey bring all the niggas up in that motherfucker. Just to let them, yeah, nigga, this is my homeboy. He ain't lying to y'all. Let's go. We partied in that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, Big Bruce loved the party, man. Big Bruce would oh, drink yeah, a whole, bro. Big Bruce would drink a whole fifth or something, man. Straight up. Yeah, yeah. And, and James, I don't know too you many know people Terry? bigger than me. Yeah, I know Terry. Yeah, Terry, that's the, uh, Terrell and Daddy Terry, yeah. Big Bruce and Terry was tight. I used to go over there and, uh, in the north, off of 67, when they used to do the little backyard boogies over there, uh, Terry and, and, and uh, Terry and his daddy, and, the, and Brucey and that one boxing dude, I forgot his name, the kind of big dude, kind of boxer. Yeah, yeah Jake, Jake um, that's the homeboy, um, 
Damn, I'm tripping, man. Big old motherfucker. Yeah. I'm like, God damn, this uh, from, is a box. With gold teeth in his mouth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's the homie right there, man. Yeah. We used to go, I used to go back there and kick it with them, and we used to blaze and just chill. They playing pool. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, that's was the time. I was, yeah. Yeah. Them was the days, yeah. man. Well, man, I know don't too many people, man. So I really take this as a privilege and honor. Cause it ain't too many people that can say they got a Warren G interview. Cause you don't do a whole bunch of these, dog. Well, we no, nah, I don't do a lot, but shit, we gonna do a in, in, in studio one too, shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. shit, calm down. Hell yeah, yeah. We, we got we we we, we got to get an in studio one, man. That's why I told James. I said, man, this Corona shit is is just fucking up every damn thing. But you know what? Yeah. Thank God for technology and everything, man. Yes, and, indeed. You know, and this one, man, was so informative. Because I think we got some stuff today, James, ain't nobody ever heard before. Yeah, yeah, I ain't never heard it, so yeah. Uh, you got what everybody is, is listening to the show for. Man, I appreciate you like, I appreciate you like a motherfucker. Uh, That's all good, and, man. And like uh, like I, I said, as soon as we get off, as soon as we get off this stuff, whatever they got us on, man, I'm a, I'm a barbecue, you can come up. We can have a, have a drink if you drink a, a, a blaze or whatever. It's all good, man. Yeah, I ain't never smoked no weed, but <laughs> I, I have a drink with you. Yeah, yeah. Nah, that's all I good, can't do that man. weed. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, we appreciate you, everybody out there. Appreciate you. And yeah, thanks like for you having said, me man, on, this man. shit all over the and done, we come... And sit at the table and chop it up and yes, indeed, keep it going, man. And like I said, we appreciate you, man. I know you got sure. busy over there, so we're gonna let I'm, you get back to your day. And I'm about to cook the brisket. We and it's gonna take me about about 17 hours. <laughs> but uh, you know, hey, keep God, keep up the man. good work, man. And and it's really good to see your podcast is really dope, man. And uh. You doing your thing, man, and keep doing good work, man, and, and it, it, it's it's paying off. And it, and you know I I can't do nothing but support, so that's why I'm on here. I'm down. AT and T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems 
may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit MortonBuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today.